Have you ever heard the term doula? A lot of people don't know what a doula really is and what they do. So today, we are very excited to be joined by Nina Spears, the creator and editor-in-chief of Baby Chick. She has supported over 700 mothers as a doula and is pregnancy, birth, and postpartum expert. She tells us exactly what a doula is and the common misconceptions around what they do. Plus, she'll tell us the items that every mom-to-be needs for each trimester, from morning sickness remedies to finding the right OB. She has recommendations to help you get through it all. I'm Laura. And I'm Jennifer. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast. We're so glad you're here. Whoever said babies and toddlers don't come with an instruction manual never met the Moms on Call. For nearly 20 years, Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter have helped over half a million families navigate parenthood with their best-selling books, online courses, apps, and network of certified consultants. And now they have this podcast to talk directly with you. Ask your questions at 888-234-7979. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast with Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter. (laughs) All right. Well, Jennifer and I are so excited about our guest today. This is just one of the things that we love about podcasting is being able to have our friends join us and, you know, talk about all the topics that just us as parents need to know and give us some insight into things that maybe we don't know a whole lot about. And so today our guest is Nina Spears with the Baby Chick. Nina, I'm so excited. Oh, I'm super excited, ladies. Can't wait to get talking. Well, we know that you are a um, <clears throat> jack of many trades as far as babies are concerned. There's all kinds of things that you have um, piqued our interest about for sure. But amongst her very many accomplishments are baby massage, seeing over 500 babies born into the world, which I can't remember. I'm going to who to attribute this quote to, but someone said it is a very immortal thing for a mortal to do, to give birth. And you've been able to experience that so many times over. You are a doula, which I think a lot of people don't necessarily understand what they are, what they do. And so you have held a lot of babies in your arms. You have helped a lot of mamas through a very, very tender, intense moment. And so we are so glad to have you here with us. Oh, well, ladies, I am just so thrilled to be here with all of you. I will say I've been to over 300 births. However, as a baby planner, birth doula, postpartum doula, childbirth educator, newborn care educator, etc., I've had the privilege of helping personally 700 families. So it has been a wild and beautiful journey. And you're right. A lot of people, I feel like nowadays more people are hearing the word doula. I feel like when I first started as a doula in 2011, no one really knew what that was. They were like, Abdullah Ablangata? Like, what is doula? I don't know what that is. Um, And I was like, no, no, no. Let me correct you. 
So the word doula is an ancient Greek word, and it means a woman servant, caregiver, or a woman who serves. But more recently, what we refer to when we say doula, she is typically a she, is a trained and experienced professional who provides continuous physical, emotional, and informational support to the mother and her partner during pregnancy, labor, childbirth, and their postpartum journey. I will say that the most popular doulas that people know of, they're familiar with birth doulas and postpartum doulas. But I want to say there are actually many types of doulas. They're antepartum uh, doulas. So they support pregnant women on bed rest or who have high risk or high stress pregnancy situations. There's also bereavement doulas who provide that emotional, physical, and informational support to women and families uh, processing the loss of a child or in a pregnancy. Um, there's also abortion doulas, sibling doulas, adoption doulas, death doulas. I mean, the list goes on and on. And it's, again, just really providing that physical, emotional, and informational support to families in their times of need. Wow. So I had no clue. I had yes. no clue there were that many. I knew that doulas had this bag, right? This bag of things and, and they could help in so many different situations. But I think that's so great to be able to open our mind to areas where we can have this support because the truth of the matter is we need that support, right? We need each other. We need those people who are confident and able to walk with us through all of those scenarios. And, and Jennifer, you know, you were talking about, you know, Nina catching these babies and being present with, with these families, with these babies and watching these babies being born. And, and you had the opportunity of being there. You were my doula, even though you're not a doula, <laughs> right? You were there oh, with yes. my last baby, uh, little handsome. We call him mm -hmm. little handsome. He's number five, Nina. So, oh my Bless and you. with Lil Handsome. And, you know, I rem I don't remember a whole lot about that, right? But I do remember you being there, making sure that I could get this done and we were going to get it done together. And so, uh, you know, that is really what you're there for, which is so incredible. So I'm so excited to, to have you on today. Yes, same here. Thank you for having me. Well, I loved how you said you were there for the partner as well. Uh, Absolutely. Thank you for pointing that out because a lot of people think that the doula is really only there for the mother. Yeah. And I cannot tell you how many partners are like, oh, no, no, you were, you were there for me. You allowed me to get some rest. You allowed me to eat some food. You told me what to do to look like a superstar. You told like, they, they were like, you were they're just as much for me as you were for her. So I love that you pointed that out, Jennifer. <laughs> well, and it's important. Like it takes a whole team of people. And to think, I'm sure that there are people listening right now that are thinking, wait, that option was available. How did I miss that? Where is she? <laughs> I know. And there's so many great doulas out there. And it's, it's really just, I think, and that's where people listening to podcasts like this, understanding, oh gosh, there's so much more available to me to get the support that I need and honestly deserve, uh, which is so cool. So I'm, I'm really glad we're talking about all this. This is so fun. Well, so do you have children? I do. I have two of my own. Oh my gosh. I have a son and a daughter. 
He is six years old and she is two years old turning, going on three, going to be three next month. I can't wait. Really going on 13. She, she's sure. so funny, but, um, yes. Yeah, so it was really cool. I started this journey before I had kids before I was even married. And I just had a calling to helping families and it's been really cool to be able to use my training and knowledge when welcoming my children into the world and raising them. Oh, I love that. I love those ages too. It's so much fun. So okay. Much now fun. wait a minute. Were you your own doula? <laughs> so, <laughs> right? That is the question. Everybody is wondering. Exactly. So I did have a doula for my first birth and she was great. Super helpful. I had a pretty fast first birth though, um, for first time moms, typically first births are anywhere between 12 to 24 hours from start to finish. And mine was six hours. So I knew second babies, they're pretty much always faster. So with the second one, I was like, you're not going to make it. Like, there's just no way. So with the second one, I was honestly lucky my midwife made it. Uh, cause I had home births with both of my kids and my midwife came to, I remember she walked through my door at 10, 10 and I gave birth to my daughter at 10 58 in the morning. So there is no way I could have had a tool, <laughs> but I do remember actually in both of my labors telling myself, okay, relax my shoulders, relax my jaw. Don't tense up, big, deep breaths, move my hips. Like I was telling these things to myself. So in a sense, I was kind of like my own doula, but it was really nice to have a doula there for my first one when it took a little bit longer. Yes. Yes. I think that's great. Because I can't do my own counter pressure. I can't do my own massage. Like I need someone to help me. (laughs) You know? You had me at massage. Yeah. That's right. You had me at massage. That's like, you know, with I have five children, Nina. So I have a a 33-year-old, a 24-year-old, the twins are 21, and and then little handsome. uh, I guess the twins now are 22. Excuse me. They're now 22. Uh, and then we have Lil Handsome, who's 20, almost 21. And I have, you know, given birth naturally. All of them at the hospital didn't quite do the home birth. Although, if I could have been guaranteed, I probably would have been a candidate for that. Um, so so but, I would have crawled in and plucked that last child from your yes, womb? Is that what you you're telling me? That's I don't know that I had what, the skills for what I saw yeah. go on that last right, time. Yeah. yeah. Sunny side up was not fun. No. But so Ooh, I've yes, had, no. you know, epidurals. I've had them natural. And and with my twins, you know, I was in and out of preterm labor from, from 24 weeks on and um, got to the hospital at uh, two at no got to the hospital at four fifteen. Had Blake at four twenty nine and Patrick at four thirty one. So I know all about that. Oh my gosh, they would not have made it right. Um, <gasps> but I all. think that I'm glad know, you made it to the hospital. <laughs> right? Oh, it was yeah, not it the was car. Super, you know, that's good. Super super close. Um, But I think so many times we don't realize that there's so many different options. There's so many ways and labors and and delivery and laboring. 
looks so different for so mm-hmm. many of us. Mm-hmm. And it's not that one way's right, one way's wrong, and you have to do it this way, and you can't, you know. Um, I think just getting that information so that parents can make the decisions that they need to make in their house is so important. So I love that you're getting all that information out there. Um, Absolutely, and, Laura. And thank you for saying that, because I think that people believe that doulas because of the work we do that, oh, we only help people who have home births or birth center births or or, uh, natural slash unmedicated births because all births are natural. It's all natural. But no, actually, I have plenty of clients who are like, no, I know I want an epidural. I just want to get it at the right time. Oh, I know I want this, but I want to make sure that I utilize other options before I get to that point. Um, or they just want someone who's going to be an advocate for them because their husband doesn't know what's going on. And they want someone who doesn't work for the hospital that works for them, that understands the medical jargon that can really speak up on behalf of them and be there for them. So, I mean, there, you have to find the right doula for you because every doula has a different experience and, and, and different comfort levels. And some doulas only want to work with some doctors and some, uh, doulas will only deliver at some hospitals. Um, so you have to find the right one for you. It's kind of like dating. You go on a couple dates and then you pick the right one, you know, (laughs) speed date your doula. That's what we're going to do next. (laughs) How do you feel about epidurals? What is your counterpressure procedures? Thank you. The massage, can it last the entirety of the experience or is it just at the end? These are the things we want to know. That's what we want to know. And I love that. And I love that we can have this conversation, you know, just that real raw conversation. Look, it's, we're not talking about, oh my gosh, you can only have that doula if you do mm-hmm. a home birth and you never want any medicine. Otherwise, there no, there are doulas for all kinds of different situations. Find your doula. Absolutely. And so one of the things that we really are excited to talk about today is we all know that we have, you know, we hear three trimesters, right? That pregnancy is three trimesters long, uh, I don't know why it seems like it's about three times that amount, but okay, whatever, whatever. So especially like that third trimester definitely seems like that last month has like probably 700 days. You're like, why (laughs) does it not end? Please stop. How long are elephants (laughs) pregnant? Because that's what it feels like during that third trimester, right? (laughs) And so, so one of the things that we really wanted to talk about today and get your perspective on and your insight on for for our families is what are some must-haves, things that we really need to have for each trimester? And I'm going to kind of toss it to you and let you kind of walk that out. So we know there's three, the first, second, and third trimesters, and let's break it down by trimester. What are some of those must-haves that we need to have and consider and think about while we're in those trimesters and walking that out that we may not have thought about? Yes, Laura. Oh my goodness. This is, I am so excited because I've been testing products, baby products, mommy products for over a decade, almost like 12 years now. And so this is what, I just love this. So I will say not a lot of these products are very sexy. They're not going to be like, oh my gosh, I need that new gadget. 
but they have a, they serve a purpose. They are there to help you and make you a lot more comfortable, have a better pregnancy, have a better birth experience. So while they might not be super jazzy, I promise you, you will thank me later. So let's get into it. Okay. First trimester. Oh my goodness. First thing, obviously you need to be taking a really good prenatal vitamin. And I say a DHA supplement, obviously consult with your care provider before selecting the one that you're going to choose, but you need to have a good one because they just make sure that you're getting the proper vitamins and nutrients that you and your baby need. And DHA, oh my gosh, there has been lots of great studies on taking a DHA supplement. Um, DHA have longer pregnancies and experience uh, fewer preterm births, which is before 34 weeks. And because of this, these babies tend to have higher birth weight and experience earlier visual gains and cognitive development. So I have been recommending uh, to all of my clients for years and years, always take a good prenatal vitamin and DHA supplement, especially if you're experiencing morning sickness, you're not able to keep everything down. And we need all of those vitamins and nutrients for you and your baby. So taking that is super duper important. And one of the things that I would would mention there is the time that you take those, right? Like if I took those in the morning, Oh my gosh, I was nauseous and the world was spinning all day long. But for me, I could take my prenatal vitamin towards those evening or bedtime hours Mm -hmm. and it seemed to work better for me. So don't hesitate to kind of look and play around with when you take those supplements. We have to have them. Um, And so let's play around with when you take them because you may find that taking them at specific times of the day work better for you. Oh, for sure. And with food at night, that's what always worked for me after like my dinner. I was like, okay, I'm feeling a little bit better rather than an empty stomach and been fasting for that long. No way, sister. That's just not going to work. So I I feel that. Um, And also my next thing I would say is get a good uh, like pregnancy app to inform you of what's going on with you and your baby. And there's so many good ones. And I love how it just updates you. I feel like that's what's something that women really look forward to is like, what size is my baby? And what is my baby doing? And what is my body doing? And it's just informing you of all the, the miracle that's happening to you and your baby. So I think that's super cool. There's the Glow Nurture Pregnancy app, What to Expect, Ovia Pregnancy Tracker, the Bump Pregnancy app. So again, there's a lot of them. Download one that you really like and have that help you throughout your journey because it'll send you reminders and all that good stuff. So it also tells you about the um, weird and uncomfortable things that are happening with your body. (laughs) Those happen? No way, Jennifer. Uh, Right? And it's something like you don't want to ask somebody because you're like, I don't know if this is right. But (laughs) Why do I have so much gas? Like, this is terrible. Um, So you can just kind of be like, oh, yeah, 10 other people um, also experienced this. I feel less weird. (laughs) Exactly. Totally. Totally. Next thing, we I mentioned this a little bit before. First trimester, it's very common for women to expect, experience morning sickness. I don't know why we call it morning sickness because for some women it's like all day long, but morning sickness, that nausea feeling, there is nothing worse than just feeling sick to your stomach because 
you just can't do anything. So I really recommend having things that can help with those things. So my must-haves for the first trimester when it comes to morning sickness are in the morning, having something by your bedside that you can lightly, um, you know, just nibble on, uh, to, to help get your blood sugar going. So even just some saltines, I recommend anything peppermint, peppermint Mm. tea, peppermint oil, peppermint, like peppermint candies, the smell. I actually, for all of my births, I bring peppermint essential oil and I'll put it on a washcloth and I'll make women smell it and breathe it in when they're feeling nauseous during labor, because yes, some women vomit during labor and peppermint really helps remove, like reduce that feeling of nausea. So I love peppermint tea. We've all heard ginger is really great for uh, morning sickness. So having those ginger candies, um, vitamin B6, talk to your, uh, healthcare provider about getting a good vitamin B6. And also even like those, you know, C bands, those nausea relief bands for the pressure point to help. Um, that can be really helpful. Sour candies and also just emesis bags, like going on Amazon and getting a whole bunch of them. So then you can just like puke on the go. Like it just happens. So having those close by, I cannot tell you, my friends are like, I just have one in my purse just in case if I don't make it to the trash can while I'm at work. So having those things on hand, again, this is not sexy list, but you'll be grateful that you have that emesis bag and your boss will be grateful too. So, And if you don't use them all, they will be great in the car for the toddlers when that, when that happens. And exactly. Because we will use them at some point, at some point throughout this parenting adventure. So get them, have them on hand. It's good to go. For sure. I had sure. Um, my, you had these great, very natural sounding things. But in the morning when I had my morning sickness, it was caffeine-free Coke. That's what did it for me. Hey. Hey. Yeah. Do what you got to do to get through yes. the day, right? you know? Well, I don't know if it was locally sourced. <laughs> it was natural, but it did the trick. And Caffeine-free. Caffeine-free Coke. Well, you know, you used, to, you used to could actually go to the pharmacy and get Coke syrup mm-hmm. as a prescription and you would get just the bottle of Coke syrup. And, and I'll never forget, of course, I was pregnant with twins and Nina, you'll probably get a kick out of the story. So, you know, we had some difficulties getting pregnant. We had Allison, blah, 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 whatever. It was great. Um, and so we had two girls and we were done. So I got pregnant unexpectedly with what we thought was number three. And we had two ultrasounds and listened to the heartbeat at every visit, and they swore it was only one, and at 20 weeks, found out it was identical twin boys. But I was sick the entire pregnancy, right? Just so, so sick. And I can remember going in for, you know, finally we realized, oh yeah, there's two babies, and no wonder I'm, I was so sick. And and Jennifer, Dr. Stone, you remember Dr. Stone? Oh, yeah. And, and he was like, I'm just going to call my friend and he works at Coke and we'll get you some, some Coca-Cola syrup to, to try and help. And I kid you not, the sweet little doctor, he always wore a bow tie. Um, and he made sure that I got a little bit of that Coke syrup. So it makes sense, Jennifer. It makes sense. Just you know? to say, like, we are not sponsored today by any of these things. <laughs> 
that we're mentioning. Although we are in Atlanta, <laughs> wink, wink, you know. We're open for it. It's just not. <laughs> Come on, Hope. Come on. No. So I love that. And I love, you know, that's that's just it. You, you will try some things, right? Some mm-hmm. people are going to have maybe a little ginger ale. Some people are going to have peppermint tea. Some people are going to have... Lemon heads, again, not that sour organic, candies. right? Yes, but exactly. That sour candy that you talked about, the first thing I thought about was those old-fashioned, you know, lemon head type candies because there is something that just helps that that yeah. nausea. But I think having it on the bedside table, having a few of those things that you can just wake up, take a few deep breaths, take a minute. Take a minute. I think that's so important when we're just in that horrible, Mm -hmm. nauseous phase of that first trimester. Absolutely. Absolutely. So hopefully some of those things that I listed will help at least get started. I have a whole list of like 21 different ways to help with morning sickness, but at least some of those things on hand (laughs) can help you. Um, And then again, for vitamin B6, it's usually they recommend 10 milligrams to 25 milligrams three times a day. But again, consult with your care provider. So and my honestly, if you don't take anything else from my first trimester, this is like my number one must have for a first trimester. A good OB-GYN or a good midwife. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's, yes. That's it. That's essential. It's kind of essential. Well, the thing is people, you'd be surprised at how many clients I have. They say, oh, I've just been going to this doctor for years and she's so nice. And so I'm, she's going to be my OB as well. I'm like, great. Awesome. Have you asked her questions about her C-section rate, about her episiotomy rate? How often is she on call? What privileges to what hospitals does she have? Is she open to the way you want to give birth? You know her as a gynecologist. You do not know her as an obstetrician. And I think it's really important that we remove that and really start asking those questions and make sure that you're on the same page as your healthcare provider. Because, and that's it goes for midwives too. You know, uh, do you want a midwife at the hospital? Do you want a midwife at a birth center, a home birth? And making sure that you are on the same page if something were to happen. What is your emergency situation? What's the plan? You have to feel 100% comfortable and confident with the person who is taking care of you and your baby during your labor and delivery. So that, if you don't take anything else, please listen to that. Don't just sign up for, oh, she seems nice or he seems great, but let's look at the stats. Let's get the numbers. Let's really understand when you have that birth plan or, and talk about the things that you really want, do they sound 100% supportive of that? Because if they're like, yeah, you know, we can see how that goes. That's already a red flag because you don't, you know, you want someone who's like, absolutely. I do this every day. Like that's what you just said. We do all the time. You want to hear those kind of things. So having someone, right? Exactly. That is going to be totally supportive of whatever it is you want, whether it's like, I want an epidural in the parking lot ready, or, you know, I am not touching any pain meds and I really want you to be supportive of this. So making sure that you're on the same page. So that is my number one thing. (laughs) Love that. All right. Well, let's head into that second trimester. And what, what is the second trimester? Oh my goodness. Well, the second trimester, you, you have finished that first 12 weeks. You are now in this like beautiful, um, 
place where you can now share the news. You can you can share the news earlier as well, but we know that, you know, miscarriages, if they happen, they tend to happen usually in the first trimester and they significantly reduce in the second and third trimester afterwards. So people tend to feel a lot more comfortable sharing their exciting news in the second trimester that they are pregnant. So, and this is usually the time I don't want to guarantee it, but this is usually the time when the morning sickness does get a little bit better. I, I didn't have really much morning sickness with my son, but with my daughter, ugh. But once I hit 13 weeks, I felt so much better. But actually, one of my doula clients right now, she doesn't know what she's having, but she has been experiencing morning sickness her entire pregnancy. But so that's why I like to say I don't like it's not a guaranteed, but it is a magical moment where you get more energy. You're feeling a little bit more like yourself and can can get on the on the road of like, OK, let's prepare for this baby. Love that. <gasps> Love yes. So, so some of my favorite um, must-haves for the second trimester. So we talked about a, supplements uh, to begin with with the first trimester, but for the second trimester, I really recommend taking a good probiotic. And the main reason why I recommend taking a good raw like probiotic that needs to be refrigerated um, is it can actually help reduce the colonization of group B strep. And now if you're wondering like, what is group B strep, GBS, um, it's a bacterial infection that naturally lives in the intestines and migrates down to the urinary tract, vagina and or rectum. And men and women can be carriers. There's nothing wrong with being GBS positive or negative, but if you do at around 36 to 38 weeks, you will be tested uh, if you are GBS positive. And if you do test positive, it just means that during labor, you will be given medication via IV throughout your labor every four hours. So it's usually penicillin or ampicillin to help with um, your GBS so that your baby doesn't contract GBS during delivery. The reason why I try to get my clients to make sure that we're negative with GBS is one, it's just one less um, medical procedure. Um, and two, it gives you more mobility if you're not tied down to an IV every four hours. Also, a lot of my clients have said that it's like a burning sensation sometimes when they get that um, medication through their IV. So it's just also un unpleasant uh, to have to go through every four hours. So if we can avoid it, Amazing. So that is why I highly recommend taking a really good probiotic starting um, the second trimester. Did you know those things, Laura and Jennifer? <laughs> Definitely sure about the G, you know, the the group B strep. And thank goodness I was not positive for any of of my five four pregnancies, five kids um, that that we had to go that route. Thank goodness. Yes. Ugh. Absolutely. Okay. So other things, second trimester, your body is growing. Oh my goodness. You're stretching. You're finally like not looking like you just ate like four burritos. Maybe you're looking like you actually have a baby in there, which is really fun. So could you have that, a baby and four burritos? Just I check. mean, you know, you could, but I will say Jennifer, as you guys know, you're not eating for two when you're pregnant. Wait, what? what? Wait, I know. No, no, you're eating no. for three. No. We're going to cut that out. No, Nina, you don't. 
not tell them, no, that's one of the good things. No. That is one of the good things. However, don't you want an easier postpartum recovery? I always tell my clients, you're eating for two. So think about it. You're needing more nutrients and vitamins, not more calories. Because actually in the first trimester, you need zero extra calories. In the second trimester, you need anywhere between two and 400 calorie, extra calories per day. And then in the third trimester, you need around 400 to 450 extra calories per day. So it's you really are eating much. for two. It's just one of you is really tiny. <laughs> True. Yeah. And like four, 400 need calories, 200 calories is like half a sandwich. Yeah, not to adults. <laughs> well, some people, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, Jennifer, they're like, but this ice cream, I need a pint. I'm like, but do you? No, you know, there's no. that. I'm just okay. saying. I'm just saying. You're eating for two, but one of you is very, very tiny. Very, very tiny. Eat. Yes. So with that, okay. I really because you're growing, yes. you need, I say, a good body moisturizer to really just keep your your body moisturized as it's stretching because that's when itching can happen. And I mean, it's been sh- shown that you know it's not scientifically proven that oiling up and lotioning up will reduce stretch marks, but Hey, why not give it a go? Why not try to make sure that everything is lathered up? So I really like mama Mio. I like dime Burt's bees and mother love. They have some great, um, body moisturizers, uh, for pregnancy. Okay. Next thing, a pregnancy pillow. This is when you don't want to get it in your third trimester because then you're not enjoying it long enough. But the second trimester, you definitely want it. So you have it long enough. And then your husband gets used to this like great wall of China between you in this bed of yours. So, and then you're not using like 37 pillows to get comfortable. You just have one massive one that makes you a lot more comfortable. And when you're having to get up all the time to pee, you want to be able to go to bed as quickly as possible and be comfortable. So get that um, pregnancy pillow. Another thing that people might not know is during pregnancy, some women experience congestion and their nose is just filled or like running. It's just terrible. Um, It's actually called pregnancy rhinitis. And so this is when I recommend getting like um, a nasal strip during night, uh, during the nighttime, because you might be snoring a lot. Actually, that's the only time my husband would wake me up. You're snoring and I don't snore. And he's like, no, you're snoring. And I'm like, well, I'm pregnant and I have this situation. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) So if you're going through that, some nasal uh, nasal strips like uh, Breathe Right um, can really help with that congestion during pregnancy. So that. Another thing, we're talking about all the discomforts. Jennifer, you talked about this and now we're breaking out all the discomforts. Another thing that you can experience. Because I'm very concerned about being comfortable. (laughs) Another thing is um, pregnancy insomnia, just not being able to go to sleep. That is just such a pain when you're like, why? I'm so tired. Why can't I just go to sleep? So this is when I really recommend getting the audible or some type of audio listening situation. So you can listen to podcasts like this, or you can start listening up on the pregnancy books that you just don't have enough time to read. It can help you go to sleep. You will go to like it. You'll start listening and hearing these stories and then you'll start it. It's reducing that time away from your screen, but allowing you to basically be just like 
talk to sleep. It's so nice. So I, and then hopefully you're absorbing all that information when you wake up, you're like, oh, and I'm smarter. It's just <laughs> that much better. So I highly recommend then getting audible. So you're ready to go get some sleep. Cause that, that actually would help me. I was like, I cannot go to sleep. I need to stop thinking in my head. I need someone else to talk to me and help me go to sleep. So right. did so you by guys the time the baby comes, yeah, you'll be smarter. You'll be softer. <laughs> it's so well moisturized. Mm-hmm. You'll have had to eat just a t- teeny tiny bit extra for your little baby. <laughs> and so you can be satisfied. It sounds like it's not so bad. It's worth it's it. Not. It's worth it. It's we, we recommend five stars pregnancy. Totally. Do it. Totally. And then second trimester, get your birth doula because the good ones really start booking up for due dates. They'll only take so many due dates per month. So get your doula and also have her help you with your birth plan. Have that done in your second trimester. Eat more protein. That's another thing. So lean meats, yogurt, cottage cheese, beans, nuts, seeds, get all of the protein because that's so important for your growing baby. Actually, I had another doula told me that eating extra protein can also help build um, the strength of your amniotic sac. So it's less likely to break. I don't, I haven't looked up the science on that, but I'm like, Hey, if that's another benefit of eating more protein, even better. And then just positivity, make sure that you are surrounded by incredible mothers, women who are going to support you and tell you good stories about pregnancy, good stories about birth. So you're excited about this day, not, Oh my God, girl, let me just tell you about (laughs) what happened to me. Like you need to get away from that negativity. You want to be around positivity, good vibes, all of that. That's the second trimester. Well, we always say not only do you want to find your tribe, but you want to be the tribe you want to find. So be that positive voice. Like you'll, you'll be around other people or your friend who's pregnant or somebody, you know, else as well. And I think that, you know, you attract that as well when you are, you know, positive or, you know, my experience wasn't that fantastic, but yours, you know, you, I want you to think about all the things that you may want it to be and hold that with an open hand. And I'm going to be here with you, you know, and I can't wait to hear your story. That's going to be entirely yours. Oh, I love so there's that. ways of getting around it if you had exactly. that experience. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Because you know what? Sometimes even the people who super plan at the end of the day, baby really determines how they're going to be born. Um, yes. So, <laughs> so if you didn't have, it, you have to sometimes mourn your, your birth experience. Some people do. And if you're one of those people, yes, I love how you just said that Jennifer, that you can still be that positive voice, even though maybe you don't have the most lovely stories to share. (laughs) Right, right. And I think that's the truth is, you know, just because things didn't go exactly the way I wanted them Mm -hmm. to go, that doesn't mean that it wasn't wonderful and awesome in other ways. And it doesn't mean that yours is going to go that same way. So I love that. I love that. All right. So let's move in. To the third trimester. We are in the home stretch, but we've already decided this seems to be the longest stretch. It is. uh, That is there. So what are some must-haves that we need for that third (gasps) trimester? Oh, gosh. So it sounds silly. It sounds so silly. But in the third trimester, I highly, highly, highly recommend eating dates. Okay, It sounds silly, but research has shown that if you eat 75 grams of dates per day, starting at 36 weeks from your due date, you can have an easier, shorter, 
and healthier labor and delivery. If you don't believe me, Google it, look it up. There is research out or there. Don't that, Google. Don't or don't. Or whatever. <laughs> look up. It's on part of the Mediterranean diet, though, right? The Mediterraneans, so they know how to do stuff. Oh my yeah, gosh. They have a it, great diet. It's amazing. I I highly recommend all, I've really been making sure that all of my clients, after I found these studies, that they're eating dates. And if you don't like dates, put them in a smoothie, wrap them in bacon and throw them in the oven, like find creative ways to get them in your diet and 75 grams. So like a medjool one is like the bigger dates. You only need about three of those and the smaller dates, then it's usually about six. But if you can eat those three, you know, 75 grams per day, I promise let's talk about how your birth was and how things were after if you did that starting at 36 weeks to your delivery date. So highly, highly recommend. Okay. After that, then you're, you know, third trimester, you've got a, you got a baby in there. you you are like grunting to get up. You, it's a, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work growing that little baby. So I think it's so important to have really comfortable slip on shoes that you can just easily slide in on and off. So then you're easy on your feet. And if you're having a lot of edema in your legs, so a lot of swelling, then I really recommend a good compression sock. Uh, Kindred Bravely has some good ones. Bombas, Pear, those are some great uh, compression socks. And elevate your legs or your feet um, at the end of the day to really help with that blood circulation. Your body's just having a harder time getting that blood back up. So um, good compression socks can also help. Another really sexy thing, ladies, is a squatty potty. <laughs> Hemorrhoids are so fun. They're so, so much fun. <laughs> so fun. But rather than straining on the toilet for too long because constipation totally happens during pregnancy and that first postpartum poop, don't even get me started. Um, this is why I really recommend a squatty potty because it just helps release everything so much easier, less straining. So less hemorrhoids. It, it's, it's definitely constipation hemorrhoids. Get a squatty potty for sure. Okay. And well done one. to the people who named it. I know. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. I know. So smart. So smart. Another thing, getting a birth ball. So basically one of those big exercise balls, there's so many great ways that you can use it. Um, during, at the end of your pregnancy, sitting on it and moving your hips in figure eight motions or in circular motions, even bouncing on it up and down. It, it one doesn't allow you to slouch. You have to have really good posture. It also applies baby's head directly on your cervix, which helps with the effacement and dilation of your cervix is what you need to be able to get that baby out. And so that's why a lot of women, you'll see them at the, or they'll talk about at the end. They're like, I'm sitting on this ball and bouncing. I'm doing what I can. So it can help. And you can use it during labor as well, which is so helpful to help you just sitting on the ball or leaning over it. Um, we have, I did a great video of different ways to use it during pregnancy, birth, and even postpartum. You can bounce rather than standing up and bouncing with that baby, sit on that ball and let that ball do the work. So then you're saving your knees and your joints and you're bouncing on that ball, shushing your baby. So getting a birth ball is, is awesome. Highly recommend. Another thing I recommend also is prenatal massage and chiropractic care. There are tons of great benefits to getting prenatal massage and chiropractic care. One, getting an alignment, making sure that your baby's um, in a good alignment your in your uterus. 
and, and being able, the power of touch is just so powerful. Uh, and I was a licensed massage therapist. I recognized how important touch is during the prenatal and, uh, labor and postpartum time and infant massage. So, so being able to, if you can afford it, getting those massages in is so wonderful. There's also, I also, um, specialized in labor induction massage. So there's certain pressure points that you can get done, um, during massage to help stimulate and get labor going. So it was always fun when a client would call and be like, I went into labor tonight. And I'd be like, yay. (laughs) Another thing, a heating pad. Oh man. There's so many aches and pains that you're feeling. A heating pad can really help. I also love a heating pad for labor because you know what you can do? Get that birth ball, put your heating pad on it, then put a towel on it and sit on it. And then you have nice heat all down there, relaxing those muscles, letting everything open up. Just make sure it's not too hot. Um, but having that towel barrier should uh, make sure that it's the temperature is safe for, for you and baby. But I love relaxing all of those muscles, which is what we need to get baby nice and low to get us closer to pushing. And then, of course, raspberry leaf tea. That's a great uterine toner. Start drinking that in your third trimester. I really recommend at least like one to three cups if you can. So it's not so a lot of people think, oh, raspberry leaf tea, that's going to make me go into labor. No, it's just a uterine toner. It just means that when you do go into labor, your uterus will be stronger and will have more efficient contractions, which is what we want. We don't want to have some weak contractions and for it to go longer. Let's have some really good contractions and get that baby out. And then third trimester, sign up for that postpartum doula. If you don't already have care lined up for you, you really need to be thinking about what life is going to be like once you have this baby and support for you. So if you don't have friends or family that are going to come and provide that care for you, find a local postpartum doula that can help you. So start interviewing the doulas in your area to sign up. And then of course, get, I talked about in uh, the second trimester, getting like those books, or actually I said it in the first, or I was going to say it in the first trimester, getting those um, books about pregnancy and birth so that you're more knowledgeable. But at the third trimester, this is when you need to be reading parenting books and sleep books like Mom's on Call. Here we go. So then you can really prepare for what life is like when you have that baby. So again, first trimester, second trimester, preparing for your labor and birth. But that third trimester is really figuring out what life is going to be like as a new mama. So yes, those are my must-haves for the third trimester. And I love that you mentioned that. So we, um, you know, we have the three books. We have the zero to six month, the six to 15, and the toddler book. And for years, we kept being like, oh, we need to put it on Audible. We need to put it on Audible, you know. But everybody put it wanted on somebody else <laughs> to read. Huh? You should put it on Audible. <laughs> <laughs> right? So everybody else, you know, wanted to... Well, no, the people... The, the people who ran... People who make those decisions. Decisions that, yeah. wanted someone else That's to awesome. read them. Mm-hmm. And Jennifer and I are like, no, you cannot have some monotone man no. reading the zero to no. six month book that just won't work. And so no. finally they allowed Jennifer and I to read. Test. They did a yeah. test first. That's and true. Then they, <laughs> they were like, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Can y'all go oh, in next week? It's harder than you think. Yeah. Oh, oh yes. it is. You think so like who, we talk for a living. Like who, who doesn't know how to talk, but there is a very special 
cadence and art to it. There really I is. And so we do, we do. We have all three books on Audible. <laughs> uh, read by us. Which oh, is so we can hear your voices so all day long. I just have your actual books. I don't have your Audible, so that's why I didn't know. But again, I love that you have it on Audible because what mama has the time while she's bouncing a baby to hold a book and read it. Right. Like to no, be able to play it on Audible, have it in the car when she's going to the pediatrician's office or whatever. Like yes. Yes. that is so helpful. And I, I love that. I love that. I love that. Love that. I mean, we get our reassuring voices on. So when you were talking about, you know, that could put you to sleep. Yeah. Certain sections of it, you know, cause we reassure parents for a living. So Sometimes we just get into those lower tones and (laughs) we would put people right to sleep. You get into my doula voice. Yeah. We all have this. this. You're doing wonderfully. Ah, open release. You got this. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we have learned so much and so much fun. And really, you know, these things are so helpful and, and things that we may not have thought of to just make life a little bit easier for each of those trimesters. So we want it to end uh, with some kind of, kind of just some fun things. So Nina, what are five things never, ever, 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 ever should you say to a pregnant woman? Oh, gosh. Where do I begin? Um, okay. <laughs> Some of my favorites are, oh my gosh, are there twins in there? I mean, I know, or you had twins, but like just that not Jennifer nice. did too, just, but yes, mm-hmm. that could yeah, There you go. <laughs> I'm just like, that's not very nice. No, instead, maybe say like, wow, you look beautiful. When's your due date? Like, there's an alternative. Okay. There's an alternative. Another one is your belly is so tiny. Is there really a baby in there? While you might be thinking that you're giving this person a really good compliment, like, oh, you're so tiny, that could actually give her a complex that maybe my baby's not growing at the right rate. Maybe I'm doing something wrong. So let's just not comment on her body at all. That would be something else. So instead of that, maybe you can say like, Wow, you carry your baby so well. I love your bump. Like, that's another thing to say. Another thing maybe not to say is, you know, maybe you told them that you're having a boy or, you know, and you already have boys. Um, Maybe they say, oh, another boy. I'm sorry. Are you going to keep trying for a girl? Yeah, just don't. That's just not very cool. Like, what if they only wanted boys? Or what if she really did want a girl and, like, didn't get it? And you're just rubbing it in her face? And that's just not cool. No, no. Instead, just be like, congratulations on your new baby. Like, that's maybe nicer to say. But if somebody does say that to you, you're like, oh, because I have three boys. Um, You know, were you trying for a girl? You could just go, uncool, dude, uncool. (laughs) <laughs> that could be your response. Uncool. uncool. No. Uncool. If anybody says anything, any of these things to you, your response is uncool. 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 No. no, no, not nice. Just not nice. What, what are we doing here? No, it's just not nice. Yeah. Oh, gosh. And then basically anything about like 
you're like, maybe you tell them you're getting induced or you're, or you're having a home birth like I did or whatever, like you're getting induced. Oh, you're having a a midwife. Are you sure that's a good decision? Like Mm -hmm. they probably have done their research. Even if they haven't, it's none of your business. Just say, awesome. Like what made you decide to, to uh, choose a midwife or like, what made your doctor decide uh, for an induction? I, I'm curious. Like, lead with curiosity rather than judgment. So oh. let's do that. Hey, I I don't know that there's a better way to end this, Jennifer. To you, how many times do we talk about you know this judgment mm-hmm. of of each other, and especially, I mean. We've, we have parents of everybody. We have dads on here and we have moms and grandparents and aunts and uncles. And But so often women tend to have that little bit of a judgment uh, go forth, but we can all work on not letting that be what we present. So I, I think will like, say be the tribe you want to be and be cool. Just be, be cool. cool. <laughs> Not uncool, like Jennifer would say. (laughs) Don't be uncool. I actually spoke to this one doctor, and she said that the reason why women are so, um, unfortunately, judgmental about those kind of things is we just ultimately just want the best for everyone. And so if we think that there is something better, it's really just deep down us wanting the best for everyone. So just remember that if someone comes to you with judgment and they can't check themselves with curiosity instead, remember that just deep down, they really, they really care and they want you to have the best experience and maybe just remind yourself of that. And then you can tell them uncool. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be uncool, man. Just don't. Just don't. Just say no. What one of the things that that we often tell our new parents as they are. They have so many people giving them their opinions, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the phrases that we love to tell our parents when they're faced with that is, I'm sure you understand. (laughs) When we start off our response with, I am sure you understand, and then go into to why you're doing the things that you're doing. It almost, oh, yeah, 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 I understand. Yeah, I'm, I've got that. Yeah, sure, I'm on your team, you know. It kind of changes that conversation. And this conversation was fantastic. And so, Nina, thank you. Thank you for being thank with you. us today. Thank you for helping the people and the moms and the dads and the families of all kinds. Uh, welcome these new additions because truly, as you said in the beginning, yes, there's all kinds of doulas. And, you know, so whether or not you're expecting uh, a birth yourself or whether or not you're adopting, there are doulas out there that can, can help you through. And so we're really excited to learn a little bit more today. So thank you. Thank you for being with us. Oh, thank you both, Jennifer Laura, for having me. This was so much fun. I always love talking and geeking out about pregnancy, birth, postpartum, motherhood. So I'm your girl, and I so appreciate you having me. Thank you again. Thank you, baby chick. Thank you for listening to the Moms on Call podcast. If you have a question for Jennifer and Laura, call 888-234-7979. 
Visit MomsOnCall.com for resources to help you parent with confidence and thrive, not just survive your amazing parenting journey.